Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome to a new week, Solar Warrior. Here we go. This is Two for Tuesday. Whether that's a tactical Tuesday or just content from one of our many live events like SPI Podcast Lounge, this is going to be a short form conversation typically with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career and grow with us here on Suncast as I know you will. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us again and level up your game. Remember, you can always find the resources and learn more about today's guests and recommendations in the blog at mysuncast.com. So get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior. Here we go with another powerful conversation on Suncast. Today we have with us our guest, Vikram Agarwal, the CEO and founder of Energy Sage, the online solar marketplace. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. Vikram, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. Hello, Christian. Good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Now, Vikram, we've had a lot of conversations over the years about online solar marketplaces, what they are, what they do. But I think for a lot of people, this is still a new idea. So can you briefly explain what is an online solar marketplace? (laughs) And and how is this maybe different than going to Tesla's site and buying a a system from Tesla online? Sure. Happy to do that. Uh, So all of us are consumers. We shop uh, every day for a number of different products. And guess what? We are practically using marketplaces for every shopping that we do. Let's start with travel. You may be buying airline tickets to fly to SPI, booking your hotels. Uh, You use marketplaces like Expedia or Kayak. Uh, You could be shopping for electronics uh, using Amazon for that. So essentially what marketplaces do is make it really easy for consumers to get all their choices in one place and get access to transparent information so they can make informed decisions. Uh, Consumers love it. Uh, It makes their life easier. They feel good that they have done their homework and they are choosing the right product for the right reason. And that is what Energy Sage is doing in the solar industry, that we are making sure that We make it really easy for consumers to understand solar, understand what questions they should be asking, bringing their choices in one place and giving them the right transparent information and helping them make the right choice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's interesting about this, I brought up the example of Tesla and their online solar sales. How many... Providers. I mean, it's, is it just one provider on the marketplace? Obviously not. <laughs> no. Tell me about that. Uh, you know, when you go to Expedia or Orbitz or cheap tickets or yeah. whatever, there's five or six airlines. You're yes. getting prices from JetBlue. You're getting prices from United. How does this work over at Energy Sage? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so in terms of uh, solar installation companies, we are roughly working with over 500 solar installation companies nationwide. Uh, 
we are operating in about 40 states uh, in the country at this point. And so choice is the name of the game. We are also working with a number of lenders, helping consumers understand their choices of solar loans and other financing options. Uh, so, yes, bringing a lot of choice to consumers. Absolutely. Through a lot, through multiple different avenues as well. Uh, how about the big guys, the Teslas, the Sunruns, the Vivents? Are they also present on the marketplace? Uh, not yet, but uh, hopefully we'll soon uh, be bringing on a couple of uh, the leading players on the market marketplace in the next few months. That's great. You know, you mentioned how ubiquitous it is to shop for so many things uh, online, you know, like to shop for tickets. Tickets is a great example. Uh, and yet, this is still a relatively new concept in solar. How long has Energy Stage been, how long have there been online solar marketplaces? Because I know there's a couple out there. Uh, Actually, so we were the first ones uh, in this industry. We started uh, building this marketplace in 2012 and launched it in early 2013. Uh, we believe we are one of a kind marketplace in the industry that is, uh, that is very unique, helping consumers to truly comparison shop uh, in a very transparent and open fashion. I think there are a number of companies that use the word marketplace. Marketplace can be uh, used to describe many different kind of business models, uh, but we do believe we are one of a kind in the industry. One other point, I think marketplaces are not just very unique in the solar industry, they are very unique in the home services industry. Uh, if you think about last time, you may have tried to shop for a plumber or electrician uh, or any other kind of a contracting service. Uh, typically, you would use websites like an Angie's List or a Home Advisor all they are doing that there is giving you the names of contractors and letting you shop on your own. Uh, Energy Sage is very different. You get very clear insight into the prices that these companies are offering, the quality of product that they're offering, the type of financing that they're offering, and we help you really compare them up in a very standardized fashion in an apples to apples format. Right. And when you say apples to apples, so. Clearly, when I, as a consumer, go out to shop for rooftop solar and get bids from companies, they're going to be offering different financing options. They're going to be offering different sizes of system. One may say, hey, you know, you've got room for nine kilowatts on your roof. Another might say, oh, I think you should do a six kW installation. So what is this apples to apples? How do you make this meaningful for the consumer? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. Uh, typically, when a consumer is shopping for solar, they're making three decisions. What quality of equipment to buy, what financing options to choose, and which contractor to choose to do the installation. So what we do is take the quotes provided by different installers and break it down into those three categories and very easily try to explain to consumers what quality equipment is being offered by which installer. Uh, Energy Sage has just launched industry's first uh, buyer's guide. Uh, it's Think about it as a consumer's guide, consumer report for solar. Uh, you can uh, actually re read about and, uh, and, and search for solar panels at the model level, batteries at the model level, inverters at the, inverters at the model level. Um, essentially, we help you understand what are these different products and their quality level. So we worked with NREL to come up with a classification scheme to help consumers understand on a six-point scale, is this a fair product or is this an excellent quality product? 
And that helps the consumer understand what quality it is and should they be willing to pay a higher price and why. Uh, so that's word about the equipment. So really going into very detail about uh, help, helping consumers understand the quality of the equipment. Next, similarly with financing, we help them understand what are the cost and benefits of the different financing options, what the APRs are likely to be, and what kind of payments they, they would make, their savings after the financing cost. And similarly with the contractors, really help consumers understand what kind of company they are, uh, how they do their work, how long have they been in business, their rating and reviews, uh, etc. You know, one of the interesting things about Energy Sage is with all of this time that you've spent out there creating a marketplace to sell solar, you've gathered a lot of data, haven't you? Yes. And you've produced some fairly interesting products with that data that yes. talk about what's going on in the residential solar industry. Your solar market intel reports, which we just covered a couple weeks ago on PV Magazine, your latest one, I think it was H1 2019. Yes. You know, this to me is fascinating because I, as a, as a journalist, I'm always looking for new data sources. PV Magazine is particularly data-driven, yes. and we want to find information. So we rely really heavily on Berkeley Lab. We rely really heavily on NREL. You know, they each produce reports that are very interesting for this. But I feel like Energy Sage, your reports, your market intel report, it provides this additional extra view of the market. Yes, we are very excited to share what we understand, what we know about the market with all the stakeholders. I think as consumers, we would like to know what's happening in the industry. Uh, as I think we, what we find is our solar installation partners, manufacturers, uh, lenders in the space, their policymakers, researchers uh, are all looking for data. And of course, journalists like yourself. We find that if by sharing this information, we are helping the industry grow, learn from each other, uh, bring more transparency to this industry, which will help us become a stronger industry in the long term. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that this, this has shown some interesting insights. You know, one of the things that I always watch for every year is what's the market share of Solar Edge versus Enphase? Because that's, been an, that's just been a knockdown, drag out battle in the residential solar sector. Both of them seem to be squeezing everybody else out. Yes. But, you know, two different products, different, very different companies. One's a microinverter, one's a power optimizer. They do some of the same things, not exactly. And, you know, who's. Who's really going to win in the U.S. residential solar space? And it's gone back and forth. It's been like a, like a great boxing match. You're not sure. There's no knockout punch in the first in, in the first round. You know, one round one is winning. One round another is winning. You know, in phase, I I know they went through a lot to get back to where they are today. They, whew, that was a remarkable. Yeah, sort we, of the comeback kid of the residential inverter market. Yeah. We have seen it on, on a daily basis. Uh, when we first started, Enphase was the dominant market player, right. uh, both in the industry and on our marketplace. Uh -huh. uh, for a couple of years, Solar Edge crowded them out and gained market share both in the industry and on our marketplace. And for the last, uh, I think, about a year, uh, Enphase has come back really strong. Uh, they have yeah. gained market share. More installers are quoting them, and they're quoting them more frequently. So in our Intel report, we have just shared some data about how many, how many installers are coding them on our platform and how frequently. And you're seeing some good gains coming out of there. Yeah, that's interesting. I also watch the module supply, see who's ahead in the module. That's often hard information to get. I know Wood McKenzie has this info. They, I don't always feel like I get it out of them these days, but I always love seeing your ranking of you know, who's the top module supplier. But boy, this year when I was covering it, the big news was prices. Yes. $2.99 a watt. Yes. The first 
half of 2019 yes. for residential systems. And that was quoted on your site, right? Yes. So those weren't necessarily the price that was average price selected, yes. but quoted. That's what's quoted. And uh, that's the average of all quotes on our Energy Sage platform. This is the first time ever that the average price was below, uh, below $3. Uh, the median was actually 292 So uh, more than half of our quotes are below 292 Wow. Uh, Which is incredible, especially given that the prices for the third-party solar installers have been rising. Yes. And they just don't seem to be able to get a handle on those sales and general administrative costs. And yeah. I think that's what's interesting about these online, selling solar online versus going door to door is obviously that's a huge expense to pay someone to go knock on doors, to pay these salespeople to go into people's homes and talk to them. Yes. And uh, yeah, boy, when you use a marketplace, that's... Absolutely. I think there are two strategies for educating consumers. One is doing it one-on-one, door-to-door, phone calls, kitchen table meetings. Of course, they are very effective, uh, but they're very expensive. And typically, a lot of consumers don't like that. Uh, all of us now, the last thing we want to do is talk to anybody, right? We want to use our mobile and uh, online uh, channels to, to talk to people, right? Even with friends, we might be sitting next to each other and texting each other. Uh, so the next strategy is to use online channels and really use online channels that can be highly cost-effective, very scalable to educate what that requires is an extreme level of transparency. So to build that trust with the consumer, you have to tell them exactly what the right thing is, what the truth is. Hey, I wonder if you, like me, are looking at this as an opportunity to really grow your personal development, your professional development and capacity in your organization. If you are, then I would like to recommend you check out my friends HeatSpring. HeatSpring is on a mission to provide professionals with the knowledge and real-world skills you need to continue making a positive change in the world. The folks at HeatSpring have created an online platform to make learning and teaching convenient and intuitive. And there are courses across a wide spectrum of clean energy, from solar modeling to fundamentals of geothermal energy, and now even energy efficiency and drone courses. Many are free. You can learn from industry thought leaders like Sean White, Ryan Mayfield, Glenna Wiseman, Adam Gerza, and many more. And with over a hundred free courses, let's face it, and you've got hours of time on your hands right now, there's just never been a better time for you to go brush up on your skills, get your NABCEP certifications locked down. Take my advice, go check out the two free NABCEP courses. Probably your best bet to dive in. They've even got a free drone course as well. Check it all out at heatspring.com forward slash suncast. And for those last two courses that I mentioned, if you do forward slash suncast dash NEC, you can check out the PB and 2020 NEC code training or suncast dash drones. That's a free course on drones for solar. Check out heatspring.com. You won't regret it. Build capacity, improve your life. All right, warriors. So you know that high demand charges can ruin a good commercial solar cell. But what if you could offer your clients 30% in demand charge savings at a tenth, that's right, a tenth the cost of installing a battery? You can now do that with DemandX, a new demand charge reduction software from Extensible Energy. Check it out at extensibleenergy.com and read the three case studies on how DemandX significantly reduced demand charges and increased ROI without batteries. 
As a Suncast listener, you can also get a free demand charge analysis at extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast. What do you have to lose? Crunch the numbers and see for yourself how Extensible Energy's inexpensive Demand X software is a win-win for you and your commercial solar clients. You know, it's funny. I actually do like talking to people, but maybe not salespeople as much when they're trying to sell me something. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, having this opportunity to just sort of do your own due diligence, because I think that's a that's a place people get put when someone's trying to sell them something, yes. especially something they're not familiar with is, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I need to do some I need to do some thinking. I need to do some research. I need a, a third party to sort of talk me through that, you know, to, to provide me information in yes. a more neutral manner. Yes. And I guess that's what's interesting about energy safety. And that's what we are trying to do. And we're learning from other industries. Think about how we used to shop for cars. Very similar to how solar is sold today, right? That you walked into a dealership and that salesperson was spending hours with you trying to educate you about cars, trying to convince you to buy a product. Now, when consumers walk into a dealership, they have spent over 11 hours on average. They have researched the cars. They exactly know what they want to buy. Right now, they're what they're doing is it's the final negotiation. Maybe they may spend the next hour or two finalizing the deal, making selections of their options and option packages for the car, the what financing they're going to choose. It's a great development in the car industry. An average salesperson, and this, these numbers are directional. Uh, Wall Street Journal did an excellent article about this topic. That an average salesperson 20 years ago was able to sell maybe three or four cars a month. Now they can sell 20, 25, 30 cars a month. Because the sales process has become so efficient and the cost of customer acquisition has gone down dramatically. And I think solar industry can learn a lot uh, from that uh, experience. Certainly. Yeah, and so much, again, to get back to those reports, there's just so much in there. Yes. You know, there's so much. You know, one of the things that I always find interesting is what's the share of the different loan providers? Yes. And this is something that, you know, covering the solar industry for a number of years in the United States, I've definitely seen... Just like another rise and fall story, uh, the rise and fall of third-party solar. It's not gone, certainly, still a significant portion of the market, but not what it used to be. Yes. And so, you know, when, when I was trying to figure out what was going on, it, it really seemed to be that the loans had gotten a lot more sophisticated. Yes. They'd gotten a lot more flexible. Suddenly, you could finance solar with a five-year loan or a 25-year loan. And, you know, the loan providers were really coming around to learning how to provide products specifically for solar, whereas this is a new thing to them. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you've seen in terms of the lending environment and how that works vis-a-vis the third-party options? Yeah. Uh, for now, I think uh, the third-party options on Energy Sage have been quite limited. Uh, as I just mentioned to you, we don't, do not have Sunrun or Vivint coding on our platform. Uh, so the choices have been limited. But when we initially started uh, in 2013, we did have a number of lease options and PPA options, but we saw that uh, loans were winning out uh, quite a bit. There is definitely a segment of the population that is shopping for solar that finds for who leases and PPAs are absolutely the right choice. And I'm very excited to see what uh, Tesla has just come out with the rental program. Uh, I think that could be a game changer in the industry. Boy, that's an interesting one, the <laughs> rental. I, you know, I'll be frank with you. Yeah. When I saw that come out, I thought gimmick. I thought, is a rent? who rents solar? And how is this really fundamentally different? Actually, it was someone else who yeah. pointed this out. They said, how is this fundamentally different than a solar lease? It's 
it's mag it's hugely different than a solar lease at least what i understand so there is no contract right that's <laughs> the that's the biggest part when you talk to consumers when we talk when we help when we are helping our customers that contract that 20 year term that inflation rate that or that escalation rate that goes into leases consumers <laughs> just get get scared away Yeah, yeah, right. it's a 20-year commitment. It's people a 20- aren't used to making 20-year yeah. commitments for anything but their homes. Exactly. exactly. I, I know a lot of people they don't make 20-year commitments yeah. to relationships. My my thesis has always been if you make it easy for consumers to come into your product, to use your product, they'll they'll stay with you. I oh. think that's what Okay, uh, so here's the other question. Yeah. So you've been renting your PV system from Tesla for 3 or 4 months and then you say, "No, I've decided first up who Who decides they want a PV system and then decides they don't? I mean, I bet that's guess, what they are betting that's on. That's what they're I, betting on. Is I, just I, keep it there. But yeah. let's say you don't. Let's say you want to suddenly get rid of your PV yeah. system that you're renting from Tesla. That's not an easy process for you or your roof to get rid of it. So Tesla's going to charge you fifteen hundred dollars. They have, I believe, they have removed that. I believe you may temporarily. They've temporarily, temporarily okay. removed. Okay. We're going to charge you fifteen hundred dollars to take this back off yeah. your roof. But there's a real expense there. Whether or not yes. Tesla eats it yes. or someone else does, yes. you have to take the solar panels yes. off the roof and unplug them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, is, I get your point. I get your this point. This one made this all seem a little strange to me. Entrepreneurs know one thing: that you got to test, iterate, refine. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I really love what what they are doing. That they are testing. Uh-huh. They'll learn from their experience. They'll iterate, and they'll they'll make the product better. This uh, is absolutely true. I'm not going to say that I'm convinced that it's worked every time, but you know, that is that is innovation right there. Is trying is things out. Yes. You know, I, I do have to salute their. Elon Musk seems to keep pushing the envelope with, in various ways, and you have to salute the hell out of that. Yeah, I, I love when choice for consumers increase. What that means is more consumers are likely to buy, right, or right. to participate. I think I, I love leases. I think leases changed this industry uh, early on. It was a great. It opened up a channel. It opened up a customer segment that without the leases could not have been opened up. I think the more choice comes in, the more types of customer segments will then be, then be able to access solar. So, any time there is more choice, I get excited. That's a great way to look at it. Certainly, and there are so many choices. I, you know, I think that that makes it bewildering for a lot of consumers. Yeah. Is you're going to put a PV system on your roof? What yes. panels are you going to use? Yeah. What inverters? You know, and I've had long talks with people who are potential consumers. Sometimes they'll get really excited about yeah. things. Like yeah. I knew one gentleman who had gotten LG, the LG Neon Two. I want to say the ones with the multi bus bar design. Yeah, and he thought that was the greatest thing ever. Actually, didn't know about SunPower's IBC, yeah. and then he got really into SunPower's, you know, IBC products because obviously yeah. those are the most efficient solar panels you can get for pretty much outside of if you're going to space. Um, but yeah, I've noticed that a lot. Even when customers get really into this, it's still it's just like unless this is your part-time job or like me, your full-time job to learn about solar. Uh, you know yes. how do you how do you approach something like this? Yeah, I, th- I think you let the consumer decide. Uh, there are customers who just do very cursory research, understand their options, and jump in to the shopping process. Uh, there are customers who love to research. I might be in the second <laughs> in the latter uh, category. Yeah. 
but we are all unique. We cannot, as a company, we can never go to the consumer and say, this is what you got to do. Limit my choice, right? Push me, my, push me your product, right? I, I believe the more choices you give the consumer, treat them with respect, give them the right information. I, I think we have seen this in every industry. Uh, solar is no different. What, I, what I'm very excited about this industry is the consumer awareness and interest in solar is, has never been higher. We are the number one uh, visited solar company website in the country. And 99.9% of our traffic is organic, which is consumers are searching for solar. We're getting millions of people using our website every month. It's so You've exciting. also done a couple clever things to get them to find it. For instance, when I go to search for the most high efficiency panels, yes. guess where I end up? Energy. <laughs> that was clever. That was <laughs> good. Exactly. We wanted that search. That was clever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah well, it's- we talk to consumers every day. Right? We know what questions they're asking, mm-hmm. what's on their minds. And that is what we write about. That's the kind of content we develop. Yeah, no, so you've developed some great content. Exactly. It's never SEO driven. Right? It's always, let's make sure we are helping the consumer. Yeah, helping them find what they need. Them find what Certainly. They need. And Energy Sage is definitely growing. What, near triple digit growth year over year? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot to do with, uh, we think we are doing the right thing. Uh, and as, as I mentioned, I think we have a laser focus on the consumer. And we believe if we keep keep doing the right thing for the consumer, uh, growth is unlimited for us. Fascinating. Well, thank you so much, Vikram. It's really a pleasure to have you here. All right, that's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors. But I do hope that you'll check out the other Two for Tuesday episodes and let me know what you think of these shorter format discussions. You want more like this? You can find more than 200 episodes, resources, highlights from the discussions, along with social media links to each guest episode, book recommendations, and so much more over on the blog at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with the Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly emails or even joining the exclusive inner circle we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. A special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor. Follow the links there for any offers we've discussed here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.